minutes of our lives inside Either in traffic at work or close eyes How about we all agree that it's way overdue to take back our lives Welcome into the Work Wherever podcast. I'm your host, Roy Edwards. This is the podcast we talk about AI automation, the ability to work wherever so you can live every day like it's Saturday. And we've had a lot to talk about over the last year. A lot. We talked about a ton of AI, ChatGPT. We've talked about OpenAI. We've talked about uh, the Google AIs. We've talked about Meta. We've talked about the Elon Musk fiasco over there at Twitter, Facebook, and, well, Meta now, and then Threads. I mean, we have had no shortage of things to talk about this year. And so this episode is about Cortana. For those of you who don't know what Cortana is, Cortana is or was an AI assistant for Microsoft. Cortana got its start really with, and that's this is why this one hurts me, is I was a big Halo fan. Big. Loved Halo. In fact, I played probably too much Halo. Halo's a video game. I believe it's, is it Blizzard or Bungie? I don't know. It's on the Xbox, which, if you don't know, Microsoft owns Xbox. And Xbox the original Xbox, the staple game on it was Halo. And Halo was this shooter game, or is this shooter game, it's still around. It was, is this shooter game where, you know, you can play the story mode, the story mode's fine, it's cool. You're like a Marine from the future, and you have to, uh, you know, save the world and, and do all that other fun stuff, right? You're in space, and you have to uh, shoot this. These people called the Covenant. The Covenant are these like aliens that have like, you, you know, you're 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 fighting them off. Well, in your helmet is this little friend, this this female voice, and her name is Cortana. And so Cortana helps you with like directions around different maps and choosing weapons and identifying things. And Cortana is this like helper, assistant, if you will, is artificial intelligence inside your helmet as you're playing the playing the video game. Well, fast forward a couple of years and Microsoft implemented Cortana into Windows. And so for all of us Halo nerds out there, that was like the coolest thing ever because now Cortana, whom I played my video games with and shooting at Covenant, I could now tell her to like book me meetings and ask her what the weather was, right? I always thought that Cortana was going to turn into like your AI assistant and that it was they were going to start putting it in helmet. Like I thought that 
there was a clear vision and a clear path here to integrate Cortana just like the way that they did it in the Halo video games. Well, unfortunately, friends, all of you who thought this was the same path, Microsoft has killed Cortana. Cortana, I suppose, is an old AI tool. Now, Cortana is essentially the same thing as Alexa. So it, if you like Alexa and you think Alexa is cool, which there's nothing wrong with that, you know, and then the Google Assistant, Siri, Cortana, they're all the same breadth of virtual assistant, intelligent assistant. In fact, you used to be able to run Cortana on Alexa devices. You could be like, hey, Alexa, open Cortana. And Cortana would open up and she'd have access to all your Microsoft stuff and you could ask her the same weather questions if you really wanted to, but why would you do that? Because you had Alexa. But you could ask her about your, your meetings, your emails, your notifications, anything to do with your Microsoft profile and your Microsoft 365, which was really cool. Then they broke that. They said, hey, you know what? We don't need Cortana to run on Alexa anymore. Nobody really does that. It's not really a thing. We'll just use her on the desktop. From there, a few years of Cortana popping up, what can I help you with, and all this other stuff, it does kind of get a little bit of annoying sometimes. I still think it's cool, but it does get a little bit of annoying. Now they're saying August 23, which, hey, we're here. No longer supporting Cortana. At least as a standalone application. So, why? Why now... To destroy Cortana. So they're shifting everything to the web, which is a very interesting take here. So the standalone application, Cortana on Windows, it was essentially a desktop application that ran within the Windows platform. It ran on your start. And maybe that'll still be a part of this, but what they're in the article released by Microsoft, they're pushing you to the web browser. So in the release and in the shutdown of Cortana, they are saying, however, you can still access powerful productivity features in Windows and Edge, which has increased AI capabilities, which is this Bing chat and open AI that we've seen over the last eight, nine, ten months, which have increased AI capabilities. This means you can still get help with your tasks, calendar, and email, but in new and exciting ways. Cortana's dead. She's old tech. We're not going to use her anymore. She was a desktop application. Now you can be on the web. Now, the web is an interesting it's an interesting move for a couple different reasons that I'll break in. So, first off, calling Cortana old tech is like calling Alexa old tech, which is not wrong. It's just an interesting shot. It's a, it's, it's a definite shot at Amazon to say, hey, that's old stuff. We're not going to do that anymore. That's old. More importantly, though, it's, it's doubling down on Microsoft's not want to be in hardware. So the Surface devices could be the next thing that we see affected here. I hope not because I think that the Surface devices that they've released over the last year or two years have been really good the team's rooms are great i really like the the surface studio which is the all-in-one desktop we have one 
It's great. Um, and then the Surface Hub, which is the the board. It's like a smart board that syncs to Microsoft Teams, and it's great for hybrid remote. So, like, their role in that has been fantastic in, in that sense of hardware. When you move away from Cortana as your assistant, it's saying we're never going to put out a any more hardware that has to do with an assistant bot like you see Alexa, like the dots, that sort of a thing, which was their play when they wanted to put Cortana on Alexa dots. They released that skill is because they really didn't want to get into the hardware of, of, of uh, on desk. Anyways, they have the computer. Why do they need another, another machine? So that was their original play. Now moving to the web, they are for sure saying we don't care about, device assistance, which is, again, a direct shot at Amazon, which Amazon, if we remember, Amazon shut down a lot of their hardware. I think, I feel like that was one of their biggest layoffs. They were laying off people in the hardware department. Hardware, customer support, I'm trying to remember the other one. But this could be a trend now that we see these Google assistants, Alexa, they're trending out. This new artificial intelligence is trending in, but it's all web-based. Now, that's the first part of this is to say that, okay, web-based, this is important because, um, you know, it, it, it removes the hardware aspect of this. The second reason why it's important is web-based is more controlled in terms of a SaaS platform. So something that is web-based is a subscription-based so you saw the, what were they, the Google Chromebooks that came out a few years ago where you they were all a web-based computer and, you know, you didn't have to deal with like a the computer processor and they had lower processors, but it, why did it matter? Everything's in the cloud. Well, it matters because where you're housing your data and where you're accessing your data. And, and is it your data? Is it on their hard drive? Is it on an external drive? No, it's in the cloud. Therefore, Google has control of your data. So you don't actually own your data. That's why I never liked the Chromebook. It was a very, it was not a powerful machine. Your everything ran off the internet, which really just locks you into the Google platform. Anything that you're running on is Google's. It's not yours. That's what this move is. Moving their artificial intelligence to the cloud is saying, hey, if you really want to use AI, you're going to have to do it on the web which if you're doing it on the web means that I can control your subscription-based model, meaning you're going to have to pay me monthly for BingBot or whatever they end up calling it. I doubt they call it Cortana from here out because that was associated with the Alexa devices, right? Now they'll call it BingBot or who knows what they call it. I don't know what they call it. Maybe they'll just call it Copilot because that's what they're referred to it as in the Microsoft 365 landscape is this, this Copilot. And... Copilot has been pretty successful thus far, but it's obvious that they're lining Copilot up to be a SaaS, to be a software as a service, to be something that you have to pay for. Now, that's where I've been saying that all artificial intelligence is heading. It's all headed towards a SaaS application. We're going to have to pay for it. It's going to have to be a monthly fee. And you know, we've already seen the 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 inefficiencies with it. It's it's going up and down in its accuracy. So 
Is it ready for a SaaS platform? I don't believe so, but they're going to push it anyways. And you could argue that putting it as a SaaS platform could increase that its productivity and it could increase its uh, efficiency because you wouldn't have the people who are just jumping on a free platform and typing ran random things and giving it random prompts and messing with its algorithm. You could argue that. I don't know if that's valid or not, but there's certain an argument to be had there. But what does this mean for Cortana? You know, why why do we care? It's one more step towards data control. All of your data being put into a SaaS, all your data being put onto the internet, being put into a cloud platform, this enhances the Azure platform because you're going to have to access it through the web, through Edge. So this enhances Azure's cloud computing. Put your data in the cloud so that you can use your co-pilot against it. Therefore, Microsoft owns your data. You're stuck into that cloud subscription. If it was on your desktop, you could access desktop applications. Maybe you could access access information that was on your desktop data that you owned and housed locally. No more. Give us all your data. We are in gold rush time for data. Give us all your data. Give it your data. Give it, give it, give it, give it. And that's why you've seen threads come. That's why they put so much money in threads. That's why Elon purchased Twitter or now X, which is so stupid. Why would you buy a company for $40 billion tear down its brand, which is the only real value that it had, to instill your personal brand of X that nobody even knows or cares about. Why would you do that? It's a narcissistic thing, is all it is. It's, I want everybody to call it X because I like X. SpaceX, you know, X this, X that. Everything is X with, with, with uh, Elon. Except for Tesla. Does Tesla have an X? They probably have an X car. Everything's X. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand that move. I was, all, I was all on board with him tearing down Twitter's culture. But this is like, this is a little crazy, I feel like. Calling the Twitter app X. And then it's just the same product. It's very weird. But everything is, uh, everything's web-based. Everything's grab your data. Everything's software as a service. Everything's moving to you pay us a subscription. You pay us pay us a monthly MRR, monthly recurring revenue. You're you're going to pay me money monthly to access your things. You're renting. You no longer own. We are all becoming renters in this digital world. So be very careful with that. Make sure that if you are renting in multiple different platforms that you're putting it into somewhere that you can own, even if it's just like a copy of that data, because you really don't want to get put in a position where you have to pay or that they could shut you down. What if you X, do we still call it tweets? What if you tweet or if you X? Like, what do we call that now? What do what we, like, are tweets Xs? And can we no longer call multiple tweets threads because that's a platform? Like, where, where are we at? This is such a weird, such a weird time. Anyways, what if you tweet or X out something that they don't like? Can they shut down in your business because they control all your data? Maybe. Can the web-based AI query, now that you've plugged in your login information to the, to the bot, 
into the web? Can it, you then use your login credentials and all of your connected social devices to then see your activity and then say, ooh, this activity, we don't like this activity, hold their business hostage, business data hostage? Maybe. We're entering into a weird time. Everything's moving to the web. Everything's being connected by multiple platforms. All of your data is being mined. You are the product, everyone. You're the product. Your data, your information, everything about you that makes you you, that's the product, and they all want it so that they can sell it back to you at a monthly price. Be very careful about what happens and what you do over the next six months. If you're going to be using these AIs, create a burner account. Go create some random Outlook or Hotmail or Gmail or whatever burner account so that you can use it there because they are housing all of your information. They want all your data. It's you against the bot right now. It's not Terminator you against the bot, but it's you against the bot to control your data. That's where it's at right now. Whoever has the data wins. That's why you're seeing all these Chinese applications. That's why you're seeing all of these, this China uh, uh, forces, these hacks, all of this stuff, right? China wants your data. But guess who also wants your data? America wants your data. Corporations want your data. Everybody wants your data right now. Be careful who you give your data to. Next six months, protect it like it's money. Protect it like it's gold, because it is. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Hopefully you learned something or enjoyed the show. We do this free, so if you could share this out, like, subscribe, do all those fun things. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Um, and until next time, see you. Well, guys, thanks so much for watching and or listening. We have had a great time. Hope you did, too. You can find all of the Work Wherever podcast episodes here on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or all of your major streaming platforms with new episodes dropping every Monday. Make sure to follow us at Capital Presence on all social platforms to stay up to date with the things all Work Wherever related. See you next week.